All right. Welcome to the new uh, RDN Roller Show. I guess the video version of our podcast. Joined by the boys, Ant Merrigan and Kevin Dwyer. How the boys doing on this Tuesday? Doing good. Uh, I mentioned earlier, it was quite a, quite a day off, quite an efficient day off. Uh, had a nice little 36-week ultrasound growth scan and baby's doing great. Uh, I got my tooth fixed. And I got a new windshield today. So today's been quite the day. And how's Philly going? That's that's a very adult day right there. It is. Philly's going good. I'm I'm hurting, to be honest. I had the uh, ice tournament this weekend. Still recovering. I played five games in three days of ice hockey, which is a lot different than doing it roller yeah, I had style. a question. Like, I know you posted all over uh, Roller Dad, but what is, like, what was, what is it, Oak 43? 43 Oak. Um okay. So checking for charity is an ice hockey tournament for um, a bunch of different charities. So you play and you represent a charity, right? And our charity represents equality in hockey, right? So my friend Sean Grevy runs it. Shout out to him. Um, he ran an A, which is a pro team, uh, the A division's pro-am, and then a B team. We played on the B team, obviously, because I'm not a pro ice hockey player by any means. But the A team had um, like Jeremy Brodeur on it, which is Martin Brodeur's son. And he actually gave us a nice little repost. So shout out to him, I guess, for giving us a repost on the save we posted of him. He was such a cool was dude. On, uh, didn't he make a save on Gadoo? Yeah, on Gaudreau. Yeah, on Gaudreau. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know. Dude, yeah. Calm down. I'm the worst. <laughs> but yeah, he made a save on Gaudreau. And he played Johnny Hockey was there. Trevor Zegers is there. Adam Fox. I mean, you're talking some oh. like high profile NHL players that played in this tournament. And he, um, I was talking to him about his dad's pads because my first goalie helmet was a Martin Brodeur helmet, actually. As being a Flyers yeah. fan, I know it's like a little sacrilegious, wow. but I was talking, I was like, dude, your pads like were my first helmet. And he was just like talking to me about it. And he actually is now playing for Binghamton uh, in the AHL. He just got signed. So uh, congrats to him. Nice. And that's the helmet that's got like, it's like black, white, and red. And it's got like kind of like the J of Jersey yep. and the oh. flames on the chin. So Iconic, that was like my first man. helmet. Yeah. Iconic that helmet and, and Brody Broder with that set, just all his variations of the setups. Oh, that's yeah. so, yeah. And that, that rink awesome. is the rink like we posted of, like they have a roller rink in the back of it, right? So I did get some intel on that, not to go too long with it, but so I talked to the rank managers. I know a bunch of the people there from playing ice there for years. They actually used to hold a pie hot team out of there to the Philadelphia growl. That rink's turned into the wings uh, practice facility now. So it's all turf, but there's a mini rink in the back that they do a lot of photo shoots on. They like during rookie camp for the flyers, they do like two on two ball hockey tournaments and stuff like that. Just like it's small. It's not even blue line in, right? It's a really small rink. I was trying to get back there, but if you go to the rink, it's like, impossible to get there there's like it's all blocked off and stuff like that so unfortunately wasn't able to get that but but it's still pretty sweet but that is the rank flyer skate zone in Voorhees yeah I well I how I found it is I was watching uh I think it was a flyers draft day like basically like yep. their 24-hour setup that's where they did their war room yeah and I was like yo why are you using this roller rink as the war room this is a it's a roller rink this isn't a yeah war room. It's pretty uh, sweet. Like, hey, Matt Atkinson did something there when he did his little video for the Flyers and stuff, too. Yeah, so it's been, like, kind of blowing up. All right. Well, boys, let's uh, kind of introduce our guests. We had a little shift around in the guests, um, but we still got three. We got someone filling the spot for Ryan Perry and uh, George Brown. They're not able to make it on this one. They're going to be on next week's. But we do got an Arch Pro champion, Rob Turnerman. 
We also got Griffin Kluzak coming on. Kid played for like 20 teams this summer. And then uh, Brendan Baumgartner. Was that, did I say that right? Or did I screw his name up again? Baumgartner. Yeah, Baumgartner. Cool. Bomber. So, uh, yeah, or, we got three guests. AKA Bomber. Wait, what was that? AKA Bomber. Is that his uh, nickname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everybody calls him. Bomber. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, so those are our guests coming up. We'll bring, it on, bring Rob up on probably like, what, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, 10, 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. Yeah, but let's get into some uh, roller talk. Let's talk about some uh, let's talk about some roller across the border over in uh, Vancouver. They got a pretty unreal league. I know that some of us have been paying attention to the North Shore Inline Hockey League. Connor Bedard's playing in it, Kent Johnson, um, Angus Crookshank. Jake Christensen. I mean, all these kids yeah. play either AHL. Kent just got drafted into the NHL. So, um, yeah, they have an unreal league, and they had their championship over the weekend in a three-game series where the Booze Bags, pretty sick name, versus uh, the great guys who Connor Bedard and Kent Johnson are on. Um, they have a championship game, and Bedard, Johnson, their team ended up winning. So, boys, what was your, like, thoughts of getting to watch those games all season? So I was actually some of these scores. I don't know if you guys have checked this out. I went on the website. Some of these scores are absolutely wild. I saw a score that was 22 to 11, 20 to 10, 16 to 12. I mean, being goaltenders. <laughs> yeah, like boys, being goaltenders, I mean, you got to feel bad, right? For for these attendees <laughs> just getting shelled. Um, but watching some of the live Rob, I remember you sent us some of the uh the youtube stuff early on and we were watching like i think probably the first handful of games yeah. and the league looks pretty sick like there's definitely high skilled you mentioned uh ken johnson he was a fifth overall pick this year for you know in the nhl draft right columbus's first round pick. Like the next and yeah he's the next mix jesus so you know what i mean so it's like sweet that these kids are all playing roller up there i mean and you mentioned i think jake christensen too he's in the a Right. So he's in the always hungry. So it's awesome that like these dudes are just playing roller in the summer. And that's what it seems like this league's built around is them taking a break from ice. And I'm sure they're training in ice and stuff, but being able to have some fun and play roller. And like I said, these scores kind of show that they're absolutely having fun, you know, with these like football esque scores. Yeah. Well said. No, well said for sure. Uh, little, little side note, little story. I had a guy call my story rink the time. other day. Love it. I, I had a guy call my rink the other day, and he was asking uh, – I think he was asking about, like, session times and birthday party kind of stuff. And, um, I like, I again, hockey kind of came up because that's a part of everything we do at the rink. And he was like, oh, so, like, you, you know hockey pretty well. Like, you coach it and stuff. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, yes, I'm not going to sit here and say I know – yeah. I know everything about hockey, but he's like, tell me, he's like, I, I'm an authentic card collector. He's like, tell me who, who is the next, like Michael Jordan and like LeBron James of hockey. Cause he wants to like, get like a card of somebody. So cards are hot right now. I said, yeah, I back. said Bedard, you know? And he's like, well, is he going to like be, you know, like the league MVP? And I'm like, look, I, I don't know, but like, like, Connor McDavid was supposed to be and like, they haven't won a cup and it's like going on six, seven years. So, I mean, like I said, hockey's a little different than those sports, but at the same time, like this kid, I was like, this kid played in an 18 under tournament and he's what, 16. He turned, yeah. He just turned 16. He's I think just he turned 16, 15 yeah. at the tournament. I believe 15 so. at the tournament where he just lit it up. 
And yeah. it's like, yeah, that like, regardless of, you know, obviously there's generational talents before him, but like, yeah, I, I, I had a lot of confidence in telling this gentleman that that's the card you should look for. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's so cool that a guy like that is putting a place like Vancouver and British Columbia, like on the map for roller hockey, you know, yeah. like, also, shout out to Dylan Williams. He's the guy that's behind the scene. He's the one that did the league. He's the one that created the league. Um, I know he's a ref. He's played too, but he's uh, he's the one that's the man behind that league. So um, he's done very well getting these players to play inline. I mean, how do you get like the next you know generation star to play inline? And he's gotten those kids to be doing that. So that's you know huge kudos to him too. Back in Toronto in like twenty thirteen. Uh, McDavid was supposed to play and Shrome played. I think Debrinket might have played. McDavid was supposed to play at Narch in Toronto. He was supposed to. I I think I remember hearing that. And it was like Boyo, like Boyarski had a connection between this and that because Strome was on that outcast team or what, like they had all Reebok jerseys and stuff. But McDavid, it was rumored he might be playing, but he didn't. But still, it's like it's it's insane that oh, in Canada there is kind of like that possibility of these guys at these young ages are like yeah like well I mean that I'll put, the, like, I'll put the wheels on and that leads us into like the next um, tournament we're going to talk about is the Anchor Cup right down the road from this league um, you know we're going to talk to uh, Bomber a little bit more about it because he played in it but the Anchor Cup featured a pretty uh, highly studded star in the NHL Jake Vertanen. He was playing over the weekend, and uh, let me pull up the stats real quick. Um, 18 points in four games, not bad. Um, yeah. Pretty sick, though. You had Jake Bertanen, Matt Garb was playing, Matt Herder. Yeah. Herder, um, Bomber. Yeah, Nolan Dyke. Shout out Herds. Yeah, you know. Um, then the other Bertanen. And so, you had a, dude, you have some names up there, too, playing and playing there. So, it's just cool to see that Canada Rollers still playing, even though that I know they're more locked down than we are here in the States. So, it's sick to see, but we're going to talk more about that with, uh, with bomber. Um, what else? Oh, registration for the Pacific cup, Pacific cup finals are coming. Um, this is the last week to do it. I believe August 25th is the final date. Um, Pacific cup is also looking for more pro teams as well. I believe it's a cash prize event for the pro division. So uh, if you're interested, I would reach out, go on to Pacific cup. It's obviously through Narch. So, um, yeah, so you can find it. What else do we got? Oh, yeah. All tournaments. If you're looking for tournaments, go on to our website, rollerdadnews.com. Under events, you'll see them all. If we missed one, just send us a DM. We'll get it up there as fast as we can. Uh, boys, we do we have anything else? Did you – does uh tournament have the link, or do I need to send it to him? I, I sent it to him. Uh, I think he's thinking a little around like 625-ish, but he'll probably oh, that's... probably send, send the invite here in a minute. Oh, that's fine. Um, something else to talk about real quick. Bethel University, they're having a recruit week October 8th through the 11th for their um, for their team for NCRHA coming back. So if you guys like have any – What was that? I like that. Like that's yeah. a cool thing for a school like that's got a roller club or roller hockey club to do. They that. have their like, own – I like that. They have their own facility as well too. So sweet, yeah. they have a rink dedicated to the roller team, which is pretty sick. Um, have we heard anything about NCRHA? Like, is there projected start dates and stuff? I know, like, around here, they just started talking about it. 
I haven't heard anything. I mean, we could reach out and definitely talk either. to them, but um, yeah. honestly, it just depends on the schools as well in these different cities, I'm assuming. So, yeah, I know, like, oh. you know, with the lockdowns and stuff, it's probably unknown, but yeah, I mean, also a little shout out to uh, Kev's alum, Lindenwood got a nice floor, the still <laughs> nice new still mat floor yeah. over at Queenie <laughs> Park, Midwest Sports uh, Hockey, Midwest Sports Complex, Perry Turnbull. Yeah. If if you're not familiar with I, I know a lot of people know Travis Turnbull, but like Perry Turnbull, like look him up if you're not familiar with him. He was in the same draft as Ray Bork and he had a lot of points until like he got injured. Like he was a young wow. stud in the league. Yeah. Really? Look up Perry Turnbull. Shout oh no, out yeah, to yeah, Ryan. yeah. Shout That's out to Ryan just- Darnheim for that fact. The like NHL like two weeks ago posted the the draft year that he was in, and like Perry got skipped over because he was number two overall, and Bork was like four, oh, and wow. and they put up points, and Darnheim's like such disrespect to PT, like <laughs> just a St. Louis guy, like you know loving another a, a St. Louis blue yeah, and stuff. You always but defend those people. Yeah, but I mean, Perry runs, you know, Queenie Park and, and Midwest Sports Hockey and stuff, and, and he's the one who got the new floor in, the new still mat floor there, and it, look, it looked good. It looked good. It's bright. Taking um, over, still mats. Yeah. It is. That's, I mean. It uh, it's I made mean, its uh, impact on American soil. What was that? It's made its impact on American soil. Yes, it definitely has. Um, all right, let's do a little ad read before we bring a tournament on real quick. I know, Kev, I know you wanted to give a little uh, – Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll you wanted to give here. one from the heart, Look, right? I'm no going to put this bud. one just right over here, right in what front What flavor of you got, mint? I got mint, man. Dude, um, I, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this too. Where's mine? I know it's backwards, but look at that. That, that says it all right there. Perfect. This stuff, uh, I always threw them in the top and just like – couple days ago i threw them in the bottom and was like whoa that's like having a legit like chew pouch like and i don't want to like deter people from it it gives you like that little kind of like a little sting a little bit i guess you could say but it also um again it's nicotine free it's tobacco free that was my biggest thing like chewing and then doing zen it was just like man i like it but like with the Zen, it's just nicotine. Like it's yeah. just nicotine, you know? And it's like, ah, oh, God, like, why am I relying on that? And these things right here, again, I'm going to put them up here. Canadefs, man, they're the best. They got some cool blue dream thing coming out. I saw that. Uh, I don't know if that's it. Yeah. I, it's I'm intrigued. CBD. Strictly CBD. Yes. Yeah, I'm intrigued. CBD. It's CBD. The ingredients are on the back and you can read them and not one of them says, nicotine of any nope. sort or tobacco of and, any sort and for no guys THC, who no thc either no nope. and i know that you enjoyed uh the candidates leading up to the summer i listened to that last episode here earlier today and you were mentioning that you know roller dad yeah, news get you a 20 percent off discount the old discount promo code yeah so yeah these guys it is so cool that we are partners with candidates uh, out of humboldt county in california uh, they're the real deal. Seriously, try them out. Go to the website, Roller Dad News promo code, get you 20% off. Um, and <laughs> weirdly enough, I still buy them in gas stations because yeah, yeah. it's just like you grab. But yeah, they're, they're making their way in gas stations too. And it's just, it's all CBD. It's, it's, it's just hemp and CBD in this pouch that you put in. 
and I don't even have one in yet, and I'm gonna put one in throw right now. Because this, uh, yeah, throw. I the, might throw two pouchers in. You know, the um, the the guy who one of the one of the guys who run the Instagram DM'd me the other day, and I never noticed this, Kev. I don't know if you have. You know, the back actually peels away, and then oh. there's more information underneath. And if like for those people who may be a little bit hesitant about the CBD stuff. This actually gives you all the, I guess you would say, instructions, dosing, all that kind of stuff. So these guys are, as you would say in the hockey community, dialed in, you know, and into what they're doing. And um, he was saying that, you know, just to, I give our community a little shout out as well. Like it's done really well through our community. So there's been a bunch of people who have purchased it and stuff. So thanks to everybody for helping, you know, helping kick the chew, um, as I did, right. It's completely changed me. And as Ked said, it's just one of those things where he's you, finding out new things about candidates every day, dropping a bottom bomber. in instead of the hey, top bomb. you want to live a long time and, you know, Grizz throwing a candidate stuff, <laughs> throwing a candidate. If you want to live a little longer. All right. right. Well, well, let's, let's do a couple more ad reads and then uh tournament's been in the waiting room for a little bit. So, uh, you want to do a fuel hunt one real quick? Yeah. So obviously rocking the fuel hunt gear right here. Um, the cool thing about fuel hunt for me um, is that they are family owned and operated. So they were found, they were basically founded with like one, one thing in mind, right? Restore dignity and hard work. We, you know, we praise Rob all the time for the amount of hard work he does. Kev, same thing. May we're always working hard on roller dad news. That's why we found them to be a great partner uh, for us, but Rob's talked about it. Kev, I know you got the shirt as well. I think it's one of those shirts that when you wear, it's not only comfy, but it like makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like you kind of look like, you know, beefed Hungry. up in, in a little bit and stuff. So it's, it's cool to have, you know, I think like 80% of my wardrobe at this point is like fuel hunt stuff. So now they're getting into bags, shaker bottles, all sorts of other stuff too. That is just aside from the clothing, their women's line is growing huge. So for all the, you know, women hockey players in our community, definitely go check out their stuff. Again, we do have to drop the line for the discount code. It's just roller dad. That'll save you 20% off on, on your orders. And it used to be one of those saved on your first order. Now it works on every order that you do 20% off by using discount code roller dad word word. There we go. All right. Last little ad read before we uh, bring Rob Tournament on of uh, Palma La Beta Golden Knights. Mars Blade. So I did a lot of work with them out at State Wars, just, you know, helping them do some interviews and stuff. Got to spend a lot of time around Joe, Joe Cook, the man. He He's, he's awesome. You know, he was there the whole two weeks grinding away. Um, and it was cool to see. It was cool to see Mars Blade product there and just seeing the kids excited about it. You know, the kids are going up, watching the video, checking it out. Um, so, yeah, it was awesome to see. I'll give you a little ad read though. Not that good at these. So we'll see how these go. <laughs> what separates the Mars blade from other skates is the patent flow motion technology. It creates a unique rocker that enables all four wheels to stay in contact with the surface longer to improve all aspects of skating included increased power and speed, as well as better grip and control. The rocker can also be customized according to player skating and style. We got Griff coming on later. He used the Mars blade. So we'll talk to him more about that as well. But um, I mean, I saw a ton of players using the Mars blade. I think probably at least two or three players on almost every team had the Mars blades, I'd say. So it was pretty cool to see the impact that they have on the, on roller right now as well. The, the way I think about it is like four or five, six years ago, like you would see their little thing set up over an HB on like the tiny little rank next to like the little dojo and like the trophy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And they had a little skating and- area too. 
And yeah. people were checking that out then. And like people then liked it. And then you heard a lot of people kind of say like, ah, like that rocker's so heavy. Like it doesn't feel right. This and that. Well, this is number three. This is their third one or I like think second. So. Yeah. The R1 point, though. Think about, they call think the, R1. about the funding and the R and D and the technology and just all the time they're putting into kind of like where they're at now. So like if you're an ice hockey player or a guy who plays a lot of ice and plays a little bit of roller, if you're a roller player who wants to kind of get like a step and a feel like for ice and just that extra jump, like th- this is the product. I mean, this is the product. And in a way, like it's kind of changing the game in a sense, you know? So like it- it's pretty amazing what Mars Blade's doing. Austin Matthews donated a whole bunch of money. And now the roller community is fortunate enough to have Joe Cook lined up in that company. And it's, kind of becoming like a nice little marriage right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And when you see, and they got their own team, you see someone like Pat Maroon wearing the skate too as well. So I think that can attest for itself. So, all right, boys, well, let's bring on Rob Turnerman, Narch Pro champion. Should I say coach Rob Turnerman? We made him wait for so long. So we did. Oh, there he, he is. Bad. <laughs> there he is in the office again. Love it. How's it going, Rob? What's going on, boys? Sorry What's for making up, you, boss. Sorry for making you wait so long. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, sorry no to make you wait so long after we put you on the on the spot to hop in <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> That's right, man. I get it. Things happen. Do you so just get how's the uh, workout or what? What was that? You just get done pumping some iron, doing a little CrossFit or what? No, not today, but I got a few workouts out in the factory. So it kind of made up for it. So good deal. Yeah. So I kind of, we wanted to bring you on, talk to you about the little summer run. Um, I know you guys went over to Spain, played in the Sparta cup, played Narch, won the Narch pro championship. And uh, we kind of like to highlight on that. Um, first, congratulations. winning the Narch pro championship, we haven't really got to, interview you um since then so um going into narch pro uh the narch pro championship what'd you guys like expect you know the finals did you guys um what was in your mind obviously you guys want to win but you know on paper seeing these other teams what did you guys expect um i mean obviously uh you got you got a you know a loaded tournament you got black ice there road runners there mars blade there so you know it's it's your uh i think tougher than normal west coast narch tournament but at the same time um we felt going into this year that the right pieces of the puzzle kind of came together by the ads that we had early on. And I, I really felt good about what, what, what was going to happen this summer. Um, you went to Sparta, like you mentioned, but we were short a couple guys. So it was kind of rough up there because you're playing, you know, these uh, short tournaments with no timeouts, no, you know, they just play straight through one period and you're just playing a long game and with no, uh, and with a short bench, it made it a little rough. So, you know, the guys still battled. We we finished third, I think, there. But going into the summer where we had all our pieces, um, you know, we were really pumped about the opportunity to really, really show, you know, what we believed we had and actually have it, you know, transfer to the floor. Bob, I want, I want to uh, touch on uh, something that was a little different look for you guys this year was the goaltending. Uh, with clay and TNT. So you guys kind of had like a one, a one B scenario. Can you talk about how a, that came to fruition with clay and then, you know, what your mindset is, who you're starting, because when, you know, you're going back and forth between the goalies, right. It's, it's one of those things where I'm assuming it's going to be a coach's decision. 
Yeah, and it was all, all summer long. Um, you know, we brought Clay in to kind of uh, um, challenge for that spot. So, you know, for the most part, I figure we would have two goalies that depending how they were playing, you know, we could, uh, you know, give a team a different look at any given time, as well as, you know, whoever had the hot hand, you know, roll them through and uh, hope, hopefully, you know, pull championships down based on whoever was feeling it. So when you guys uh, go, I guess, shifting gears now to uh, kind of Palma Pro, you guys had the same exact roster look, um, but you guys got to play in a little different environment. I say a bigger rink. You think playing in a bigger rink um, benefits your team or do you guys like to play in a more traditional roller rink? I think a bigger rink opens it up for us um, just because uh, I think we have a lot of skilled players. I think we have, uh, you know, if we have more space, opportunity to create space, I think it opens it up for a lot more one-on-one opportunities. So I definitely think it plays into our team, you know, to, uh, to be able to expose certain teams. Obviously there's a lot of teams that, uh, you know, capitalize on those opportunities too. So I think it plays into a lot of teams, uh, uh, game plans, but for us in particular, I, I think it works to play on a big, on a bigger floor. You you guys were uh, well. I guess your group collectively they play a lot of beach hockey. Uh, they've been fortunate enough to befriend a guy who just inked a nice little two year deal, uh, Max Comtois. I mean, can you just kind of talk about? I think everybody sees what he does on the rink. Can you kind of talk about what he's like and kind of what that brings to your team off the rink? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Matt, Max has been a great ad just from a, you know, person, teammate, you know, uh, vibe guy in the locker room, vibe guy on the, you know, on the bench. Um, it's just, he's somebody who's acclimated, slid right into the team, has fit into the team, like as if he's been part of us for, you know, the last 10 years. And, um, you know, everybody loves him on, on and off the floor. And he's just been, been a guy, like I said, impossible not to like, but he's just a, a, a total fit for our club and our team based on uh, how well he gels with everybody. Oh, he, just looks, he just looks like he's having fun all the time. Like, he just looks like he's having a good time, like, taking in where he's at. And, and it, just, it just looks like a great meshing that came to fruition for you guys. Yeah, and, and it is. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a guy who never grew up playing roller hockey. So roller hockey is 100% new to him. And uh, I, I think that's exactly it. Like, he just has a ball doing it. Like, it's, it's fun, you know. And at the end of the day, I think you forget that he's only 22 years old. So it's like, you know, he looks much older than you would think he is. And, you know, he's just really a big kid at heart. And, um, you know, he's getting out there, you know, you'll see him out doing sellies on the beach and just, you know, it's just, he's, he's taking it all in. Like he loves it. And he's just one of the guys. So when he's out there, he's not thinking about, you know, who I am, you know, eight months out of the year, I'm just one of the guys having a great time with the guys. And like I said, he fits right. And he's a great teammate, uh, you know, and just a, a total positive vibe guy in the room. Going into the uh, Palma pro championship. I mean, that atmosphere is, uh, yeah. The Palma pro championship. Electric that atmosphere was just insane. Um, what was it like for you guys? Like, you know, in the locker room before you guys are about to go out, um, what was that like playing in that and before? Yeah. I mean, we've come close a bunch, a bunch of times in the semis and we just seem to always, you know, hit, hit a hurdle, something that just keeps us from getting through to the big game. Um, I think this year we all felt like this is our year. This is a year we're getting it done. And, 
you know, we got the, the, the horses to do it. And uh, I think everybody had that feeling like, this is it. This is our time. We're going to make this happen. And, um, you know, it was a real, real good feeling. Like you could just embrace the, 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 you, there, there wasn't it. There wasn't any nervous energy. It was just a positive, like we've got this. Everybody felt like, you know, going into it, it was our time. Yeah. I, I think what was pretty cool about the final in general is that you had all the younger snipers kids there and then all the younger Palma kids there as well. So you kind of had like a really good feel in the crowd. Like every time you scored or they scored the place lit up, not just for, you know, just like, Oh, that was a sick goal. But like there were actual fans for both organizations in the crowd. And I, and from being there and filming it for like RDN from the stream purpose, I thought that was so good for the game to, to have that experience and have the kids there because they are the future generation of the sport. So did you guys, I, I know you guys, you know, were cheering the kids on as well. How much of it, like did that bring to the table as well? Like having like actual fans there. Actually um, the first summer where we've had that uh, like junior program uh, right on and underneath us. And I thought it was just, the best thing that we could have ever created between Dan Costanza and his Illinois roller hockey league boys coming on board with the Knights program. Like it just took the feeling of being there and seeing the kids just get excited to see the guys and, and vice versa, the guys get behind, you know, jumping in for the kids, you know, before a game. And it was something that I would like to see more of, because I think there's just um, there, there's something we're all missing out on by not, by not having a lot more of that, you know, potential future farm structure set up to where, you know, exactly. kids get, ha, have an end game, you know, um, opportunity to be able to say, Hey, I'm tied into this organization. And hopefully one day, you know, I'm skating out there, you know, under the lights with the big boys and, uh, you know, having that for both the snipers and for our program uh, with the golden Knights. Um, I just think it's something that you can't, put enough uh, emphasis on that everybody should be looking at doing that if you're running a pro program that you should be building a, a youth program underneath it absolutely and i guess you're right you see it the two teams in the Palma pro championship have youth exactly. organizations you know from six u all the way and up um so yeah it's it's pretty cool to see especially the fans i mean the fans just give it so much more energy and just adds to the atmosphere yeah agreed um you know you you went over to Spain. We've already said that California, St. Louis. What was your favorite moment this whole summer? Oh, um, you know what? I, I think it would be like a collective, you know, uh, state wars, narch, narch, because we won it. Uh, state wars, because we felt we were going to win it. And even down to the, I mean, final seconds, there was never a doubt in my mind that we were going to tie that game up and it was going to go to overtime. So even though we were, you know, battling at the end of the, uh, of the state wars, uh, final game, you know, we were battling all the way to the final seconds, but also, you know, there was never a doubt, I think in anyone's minds that we were going to tie it. We're going to come back here. Like, it's just, like I said, the positive energy on the bench and, um, with the guys was, uh, was just it's something we haven't had, you know, built into our program program in, in quite some time. And I don't know that it's ever had this same, like the culture's changed, you know, you can kind of feel it um, and understand that the guys really want to be there. They want to play for each other and they appreciate, 
you know, the opportunity that they all feel that we all have right now, which is there's a lot of tread left on the tire right now with the program and with the team. And there's an opportunity for this team to pull down multiple championships in the years to come. Is there something that you could like put your finger on? Like, that's the reason why we have such a good culture right now, or this is why this group's just playing so well. I mean, Kev said it earlier, that beach hockey, like you just see your team there every Saturday and just like, you just get chemistry and you just get the good vibes and the boys just become the boys. And that's the biggest thing I think about hockey is, you know, just getting that vibe. Um, is there something that you can put your hand on? That's like, Hey, maybe this is the reason why we're gelling more. I mean, you, 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 you said part of it, obviously beach hockey and the more you're hanging out with a group, I think the better off it is. And we do get to see, you know, 90% of our crew, you know, on the weekly and, uh, I just think it's the the perfect timing of actually having the right mix of guys. It's just everyone brings something to the table that ultimately allows you to know that every little piece is contributing to the the chemistry on and off the floor. And it's just, I think we're fortunate that the right 14, 15 guys are part of the team right now because everyone contributes one way on and off the floor that makes it special. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like you have a lot of guys who play their roles really well as you know, you have guys that, Hey, if you're a defensive defenseman, he's hanging back eating pucks. And if you have a guy who's a scorer, he's going out there scoring the big time goals. So I think, you know, you were probably part of the two most exciting games in the whole summer, which was the Narch final and the Palma pro final. So, you know, kudos to you for the work that you put in, obviously everyone respects you in the sport, but, you know, from our perspective, you know, you're, you're really doing, doing it the right way, I guess you would say with the youth organizations all the way up. Yeah. Like, like I said, I I really, uh, you, you never really realize how much that impacts until until you see it the way it went down this summer. And just seeing that, I just think that, you know, it's kind of a, a shame we didn't get on this earlier and, and really, uh, you know, figure this out years ago because uh, I think it'll be good for everyone involved for years to come. What do they say? The best is yet to come. I believe somebody says that. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you that go, Rob. Be, uh, that would be number five. The best is yet to come. Number five. And, uh, and we're, well, and before- we're true believers in it. Oh, Kev, I got one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kev, I, go ahead before be- we let us go. Yeah. Before we let you go, there's, a lot of people revere him as, you know, kind of sneakily one of one of the undercover like bests in the game. I mean, you get to see him play every game. Can you just kind of touch on what Olinger brings to your team? Like, I mean, on the rank, the it, the IQ on him, it's just it, it just doesn't kind of get brought to light enough. And he is such a pivotal part of you know your team and everything. Can can you just kind of tell us what you see game in game out from Brett? Well, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, we were we weren't even <laughs> sure if we were going to hang on to him this year, but uh, we decided, okay, we'll give him another Jeez. year here and see how things go. No, but uh, I mean, you said it. I mean, this kid is, I mean, the unsung hero. I mean, you watch him play, and until you really put eyes on him to understand what he does every shift, whether it's contributing to the play offensively, creating a breakout, you know jumping in to score big goals but you know man on man he doesn't get beat I mean he's a kid that's his IQ is off the chart 
Um, you know, we uh, we we came up with a nickname, the Golden Jet, in in in, in Spain. So we we've been just giving it to him all summer, you know, and and you know, and it's been funny because you know he's I think embraced a little, uh, you know, embraced the name a little bit, you know, because uh, it's he's he's that guy who's you know never going to be the limelight guy, doesn't want it, does doesn't care to have it, but you watch him play, and there's nobody more deserving of it because. You know, game in, game out. I don't know that you have a better proven guy on the floor that just you know what you have, you know what you get, and he never disappoints. I it, mean, it's uh, it's impressive. I'm fortunate to have him on our squad because he's a uh, he's a hell hell of a player and a a great teammate. It's it's just seamless for him, and I think it I think it was a pretty big goal in the semifinal against the Roadrunners. I think JT had it down low and he threw it back like through the slot to Ole and Ole kind of walked in and then moved it over to the wing. And I think it was the Travis and I think Travis just buried it, but it was George had to pull the replay back up and say like, look at this hockey IQ on display and get it, you know, show the whole play again. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, man. Like from the play JT made to Olinger, you know, just across to the guy who's going to finish nine times out of 10. Uh, yeah, Oli's Oli's a specimen. He's a special player. So I, I just wanted yeah. to get your perspective on him a little bit. And that's, uh, it's, it's like you said, quite a, quite a tool to have in your bag for sure. Yeah. And he's that kid you look at, you know, you see him walking around and he just plays so much bigger than he looks. I mean, you see him out there, he's probably, you know, 160 pounds, 65 pounds soaking wet, you know, but he plays <laughs> like he's, 230 pounds of, you know, just grit, grit defenseman that's never going to get beat. And like I said, just he skates effortlessly. He just defensively shuts down who you've got and you just never see him get beat. And like I said, it's it's the guy you always want to have on your team. And we're just fortunate that we have him on ours. Absolutely. I mean, he's Kev said it right. I mean, he's like one of the best. I mean, you said unsung heroes there is, you know. His hockey IQ, it's through the roof, um, and it's unreal to watch him play too because he's kind of, I'd say, unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do. He could bury it or dangle, so uh, he's yeah. a fun player to watch. Yeah, and I think he led the team in scoring, and uh, I, I think at Norwich and might have at uh, State Wars too. Like, it's just – it's you know, he was uh, – he really Geeky. stepped up his uh, offensive game this summer too, which it's always been there, but he definitely uh, t- took advantage of the teams that overplayed a uh, Travis Jr. situation because it would open up his opportunities. Absolutely. Well, hey, Rob, we appreciate you joining last minute. I know it was a last minute thing to hit you up, but we really do appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll have to get you back on again soon. No, I appreciate you guys as well. You guys do an awesome job and great seeing you guys this summer. You know, the guys, uh, I know all appreciate what you guys do on being able to get things live when things aren't live. And just, uh, you know, all you do for roller hockey, you know, the world appreciates it. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank all right, you, guys. Rob. Good to see you, no man. Problem. Yeah. Thanks, hey, great Rob. seeing you guys as well. Take care. You too. All righty, boys. I think next we got who? Is that Griff? Yeah, we got Griff? Mr. Mr. Dangles. Mr. Dangles coming up real quick. Show's just buzzing along real quick. Let's bring on Mr. Dangles coming here. Hey, big shout out to Ra. He came on very short notice. Yeah. Oh, what a flex. There we go. Big Griff. Oh, a flex. Wow, Griff. Wow. I love it, Griff. Why is not where's the jersey? 
Roller Dead News. Oh, oh you want to hear something funny? And we're not doing it. Rob and I, we hopped on the Zoom. We were the first two on the Zoom, and we both had our tie-dye shirts on. <laughs> and Ant hopped out. on, and Ant was like, well, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> so Rob <laughs> But yeah, I, I almost wore that no. shirt too. You should. But that'd have been hilarious. It would have been good. Griff, how's What's it up, going? Griff, it's going good. How are you guys? We're good. We're buzzing along. We're buzzing along. Um, when do you start? You're a senior in high school, right? Going into your senior year. Yep, going into it. Yeah. Nice, nice. When do you start? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Make me feel old. <laughs> Jeez, you you pumped for your senior year? Uh, not really. What? Senior just year. something that's happening. Dude, it's the best year. It's something the easiest that's year of high school. It's the easiest year of high school. <laughs> More focused on roller. There, there we go. Do you guys have a roller team there? Uh, high school league? No, we don't. Maybe create that. Maybe. Within the last year, you're just going to spit up a roller team. All right. Well, Griff, we wanted to bring you on here to talk to you about, you know, this summer, spit especially um team futures experience i know you played with them um how was that can you kind of give us your like experience playing with the team futures i know that was a pretty big deal for you and it's pretty cool to see for uh just pro roller hockey seeing a new team like that yeah it was a blast to play with them i mean it's pretty cool because we were all young like most teams have like one or two young guys but this is a full team of young guys and i think we really did impress some people especially coming out first game against black ice was we only lost by one goal. And I think it was just something new and something that was interesting, especially because you never, like I never knew what was happening going into the tournament. And I think our team, like our results even impressed myself. What was like the vibes like in the locker room, you know, between the boys? I mean, you guys haven't really played with each other. Some of you guys have, but um, kind of new, a lot of new faces around. What was, what was that vibe like around the locker room? I think everyone mostly just kind of talked to their friends, but everybody got along. Everybody had fun, messed around. Coaches came in, kind of made it more serious, but who just like who is who is taking time. more of the reins, Peter or Tim? Definitely Tim. Definitely. Tim. What can can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about one of my former uh, teammates with the USA program, Kerper? I know he was kind of like the the savvy vet of the team, Papa right? Bear. Papa Bear. Yeah, he definitely was our captain of our team, and I'd almost call him like a player coach a little bit at some points. Like he helped me personally understand our plays a little bit more, and he always gave up locker room speech before and after. So he he helped out a ton. He's a great veteran. He's my man, dude. All young guy. guy. Well, so like, what was it like to have someone like him on the team? Then you also had Eddie, is right from Wisconsin. Yeah, Eddie Matsushima. Yeah, so what was it like to have, you know, kind of two older guys on the team and then, you know, the rest young? Was it a pretty good mix? Yeah, I think it was a good mix because those guys helped calm down the younger guys and bring some experience because I think they both have played before. Yeah. So it really helps everyone, all the younger guys play better and learn from the older guys. Especially having someone like, you know, Cripper around. His hockey IQ is just through the roof. He's there to help. You know, he wants to help everyone, um, everyone he talks to. He wants to help. So um, I thought he was a perfect fit for that team, kind of being a captain and a leader for that team. Yeah, me too. What do you think of your guys' uniforms? I thought they were pretty cool. Mine didn't fit me too well, but definitely. <laughs> like six, what are you talking yeah, about? Like six one. 
Yeah, was my, it my pants were like halfway on my shin pads, but buddy, you're saying they're pretty cool. Ones. You got two pairs of pants, two jerseys, and a pair of gloves. Gloves, yeah, they're dude. pretty like, Come on, <laughs> and your stick almost matched your jerseys. I mean, how much more perfect could it get, dude? So, um, I was a he- but, I was a big fan of the white uniforms. After looking back at the pictures, yeah, it, those ended up looking pretty clean. So, well. Great. Go ahead, Rob. I would say, so Griff, you played like on what, 10 teams out there at State Wars? Yeah, four. Four? Like, what was that experience like? I mean, I was out there for like 16 days. I think you were out there just as long as I was. He what may was have been like? out there longer. Yeah, I think he was. Griff's was still like? out there, actually. <laughs> In the hotel room. Uh, what was that experience like? You know, I mean, you got to play the juggernauts, juniors, and senior double A, right? Oh, threes, juggernauts, and senior double-A. Okay, my bad. My oh, bad. and Palma Pro. <laughs> oh. No. Well, what was your favorite division? Definitely Palma Pro. Other than Palma Pro? Well, probably juggernauts because that's where we made it the farthest. But going between divisions, it was so weird because, like, my team was so much different in each division. The competition was different in each division. I was using two different pucks, which wasn't easy. That's true. Do you, do you prefer one one puck over the other now that you've used both? I don't know. I like both for different things. I think the still mat slides a little bit better, but I think I can like the rocket puck comes off my stick better. I think though. You but, just think you can dance better with the rocket puck. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a shooter, more of a sniper. Okay. Yeah, but. When I played 03s using the rocket puck, I was so used to the heavy puck that all my shots were like three feet over the net. Oh, kid, calm down on the weights there. Yeah. Yeah, you should have made two different sticks for the different pucks, dude. I was just yeah, going to say, different flexes, different curves. Come well, on, speak, Speaking of, kid, uh, you got a nice little plug behind you. Go ahead, give us a little duck so that everybody at home can see. Griff, you're making your own sticks now, dude. Like that's that's pretty amazing for a kid who's not even out of high school is making his own sticks. Um, I mean, I don't know where you're printing them out of. I'd imagine China or somewhere like that. But yeah. like, I mean, you, dude, you're like 17 years old and you're making your own sticks already. Like, kind of tell us about that process and how that started coming to fruition. What was your motivation? I mean, it's impressive, dude. Yeah. So last year during school, I tons of free time because I was strictly online and our classes we didn't even go all class every day so I just Look, started looking into, like <laughs> I, I went to class it was just short class but I started looking into different kinds of businesses and then this was really something I always wanted to do have my own hockey brand but I've always been like passionate about sticks like I've always had a bunch of different brands curves models so then I eventually after not too long i learned where i could get sticks from and create my my own models of sticks then it eventually just came to fruition and had my own sticks it actually turned well, out like, good like who did you like have to like hit certain people up like did you just all of a sudden stumble upon a factory in china and you called them and i'm you're like i'm griffin kluzik like <laughs> i want sticks like, how, how did that Here's happen? Here's my logo. A couple of details, kid. <laughs> Mr. Dangles. It, it actually was kind of like that, but over email. But I but tried, he like, referred to himself as Mr. Dangles. Before I picked one for my brand. Okay. I just ordered, like, I found out how to find a bunch of factories and ordered samples of every factory. And then picked one, made a few uh, specifications, like adding a stiffer blade. And then that's how 
but you got down to the details to like the blade to like the weight of the stick to you Weed. had yeah you got to say in everything right of the fully customized yeah fully custom okay. and and you have a couple of pros using it too right like who else is using the stick aside from you know people that you know buying them from you know buying them from you yeah rob woods <laughs> obviously you rob woods was using one uh I mean... cody keller had one bryson johnson used his for a few games tyler Stesia has one paul linder had one yeah he i think he broke a few sticks during the tournament and then i had all like some sticks in the back dude i got some sticks in my trunk let me go get you some griff that's, so... that's pretty accurate uh, how he ended up with the griff stick but so <laughs> so about your griff sticks can you kind of explain about like what sets your stick different from you know these other two i have over here like i know there's a mid kick and a low kick correct yeah they both are very similar besides the kick point but they have an 18k carbon fiber and they both weigh in at only 375 grams and the main thing that sets them different is that's such a light stick at a low price so but where I, can people find these sticks and how much are they? You could find them at griffhockey.com and they're $179.99. Nice domain. Wow. You Good got the domain you. too, huh? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Good Who, for uh, you. Freshly and, registered on GoDaddy. So they come in, this is like a blue one, but they also come in a, a red, correct? Where the blue is? Yeah, the blue is the mid kick and the red is the low kick. Yeah, those are nice sticks. I use it. I I love it. I love this stick. When are you making goalie sticks? Yeah, that's... yeah. So when yeah, do we make I'm a goalie not stick? Sure about goalie sticks. I don't know anything about them. Is my issue. Come on, right. don't be one dimensional. You have you have, you have two, we have three two goalies you're talking that. to. Yeah, yeah. Don't be one point. dimensional. You got to be entrepreneurial, man. You got to figure this this out and do a little Griff, research. I, I have, Griff, I have a cool question here. Where's my stick at? You know, you're you're talking up these Get sticks. The hassle I mean... them. Buy one. Go buy I one, kids, and I'm just company. kidding with you. you. Your stick's ready, just waiting for you to click purchase at griffhockey.com. There you <laughs> go. That's what I wanted to hear. There we go, Griff. True I'm, salesman. There we go. Um, so are you gonna do you bring these sticks to any tournaments? Or if you go to tournaments, do people um can they hit you up before to maybe bring them? Or how do they how can they get them other than going online? Do you do you bring them at all to any tournaments? Yeah. Uh, I plan in the future to sponsor booths at tournaments, but if somebody wants to buy a stick from Griff Hockey and doesn't want to pay shipping and there's a tournament coming up, they can just hit me up in the DMs and I'll bring them their stick so they don't so they can avoid the shipping costs. Perfect. That's Griff, this is a complete compliment. In the last like two and a half years, you've got, you you've really like enhanced your skill and your ability. Like seriously, you you're playing in Palma Pro now. Like that's that's kudos to you. What what have you been working on specifically? What's what's some stuff? I know you have a rink to your access, but what are some like specific things that you're kind of working on to get to like a higher level? Well, before I think I worked on my shot probably too much when I should have spent more time on skating, but I was just skating every day, which helped my game all around because I was always on the rink and always doing something. I worked on my shot a lot. And now after playing in Palma Pro, I'm definitely working on like my first few steps my like first three steps and my skating and better turns, better stride is what I'm working on right now. Speaking right of your turns and strides, I know you're using the Mars blade. I seen your Mars blade interview. Um, can you give us a little thoughts and you know, your thoughts about the Mars blade and how they've helped improve your game? Yeah. Those Mars blades, they're definitely something they, 
<laughs> they really do like it really is a difference from a normal chassis and it really helps get those tighter turns or like helps you on a long stride i think i use h5 t8 setting which doesn't have a lot of toe movement but has that heel movement for when i'm making a sharp turn or a stop and starting and Griff, were like you and Ice Guy before, or do you still play a lot of ice? No, I've never played. That's ice. a roll, dude. That They're is just, Mr. Dangles. He only roller. plays roller. Yeah. 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 It's I crazy. Can't ice skate. <laughs> well, okay. So that's great. So, as a traditional sure roller, you can't. Sorry, that's I that's where I was going with sure it. Yeah. As a traditional, traditional roller, roller player, you've, you know, you found the Mars Blade to be more benefit to your game. Yeah. It's th- it definitely helps a lot more than a regular chassis would be. Nice. That's awesome. And how long did it take you to kind of like fill your, you know, find your groove? Cause I know that, you know, in our ad, we kind of talked about, you can customize them. Um, did it take you too long to figure out, you know, your right setting for like, you know, the toe and heel movement? Yeah. I tried each setting like four days in a row. I tried the four different settings and I picked one and it took me like three days after that to get used to it, which isn't too long. Yeah. Nice. Probably even less like one or two days. So what are you rocking the whole entire Mars blade, like the boot that comes on it? Or what are you rocking? What's your setup? Yeah, I have the whole boot and the chassis, the Mars blade boot and the Mars blade chassis. Not a big deal, huh? Kind of wheels you got. Yeah. What, what, what? Conics Pulsars. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice, nice. I think right. those are the most underrated <laughs> wheels in the game. You think they're the All most right. underrated? Yeah. Okay. Like not too many guys in pro are using them, but I think hands down the best wheels I've used. He- do you have the pulsars that got misprinted on the on the Conics Pure X's? Yes. Yeah, so yeah nice. that's probably why. Yeah, those are sick. Well, I had the ones with the <laughs> with the PRX color, but they're actual pulsars. What? Like you got the opposite. That's the that, that, that's what I'm that's saying. What, you, yeah, you have the PRX yeah, wheel one. and the pulsar yeah, but, decal. Yeah, because there was a weird yeah. misprint, and they went on skates, and they weren't supposed to. Uh, anybody who wants to uh, just DM Conics Hockey and they'll give you the lowdown on it. So. <laughs> We're <Griff. laughs> Just mess with you, Griff. Griff, you uh, you went to all three tournaments. You went to Tours, correct? Yeah, I did. You went to Tours. You went to Narch. You went to State Wars. God knows where else you went. You went well, to. Legend. Can I just say Legend something about Griff at Tours real quick? But like, kind of very ironic and very funny. I saw Griff like three days leading up to me playing pro. And God love you, Griff, because you just love roller hockey. Griff asked me every day because I'm coaching. He goes, you excited to play yet? Like, you ready to play? I'm like, yeah, man, we played rinks at first. I hope I'm in there, like, every day. <laughs> Griff loves it, dude. He's making sure you were ready, Kev. He's making I played sure one that- game in Tampa Bay, and I got mercyed by Rinkster. And oh, Griff, every day leading up to that moment, was just like, you ready to play? You excited <laughs> to play? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm super pumped. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it wasn't was really your ironic. fault, no, to be I know fair. It was, fault. it was just so ironic. It was so funny. Because Griff, Griff loves it. Griff Griff knows the players in the game. And he's like, you ready to go? You excited? Like, you ready to have fun? <laughs> Griff's the man. Griff's the man. No, Griff's the man. man. It was dude. so funny. It's just so funny how that worked out, too. I played one game in Tampa Bay and got dimed. And every day, Griff asked me, you ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> Some of those goals weren't your fault, though. I watched. Hey. I would I say about that. eight of them were your fault. I, <laughs> You're I, shelled, buddy. I'll give myself like I let in seven. I'd say five of them weren't. I'll say All two seven of them were definitely mine. None of them. 
Don't take fault for any. Griff, right. uh, okay, Rob was asking. Sorry, Griff. What? Griff, you, you went around the whole entire world. What was your favorite moment of the summer? Oh, that's a tough one to pick. I think I know it. I, I don't know what you're going <laughs> to say. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Let it fly, Griff. Come on, let it fly, kid. I, I don't know. Was, the score, oh, score against Black Ice. That's definitely the best. Scoring your, uh, your first goal in Palma Pro? First pro goal ever, there go, yeah. Man. There you go. That's Winning Legends Pro's up there, too. That's probably my number two. And guess what? First pro win, first pro goal. Those are top two. I think I told you, if you score in pro, you're coming on the next pot after. <laughs> you're on it. True to our word. Yep, true to our word. Hey, Griff, we appreciate you for joining, dude. A man's only as good as his word. Good job, Rob. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what I try to do here. Uh, Griff, you're the man. Yeah, hey, Thank again, you. people – Griffhockey.com. Check it out. Check the sticks out. If you want to know more, follow him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just Instagram. We'll figure out an Instagram. We'll figure out a Twitter for you. We'll get Twitter going. But he has uh, Instagram. Check it out. DM him if you want to know more info. Salt Creek Sports Center. Tell Mr. and Mrs. Kluzik we said hello. Yeah, tell your parents we said hey. They're awesome for taking you around the whole entire world this whole summer. No kidding. Hats off to them. Uh, I had a company paying for me going to all the tournaments. You just throw out of pocket. You're just a cost. He has a company too. It's called Griff yeah, Hockey. That's true. Griff Hockey. <laughs> what are you talking Griff about? Hockey was paying for those tournaments. There you nice. Go. Yeah. There you go. Balling, dude. This guy's yeah. a corporation already, man. Yeah. Well, Griff, thank you for joining, man. We'll, uh, <laughs> see you, dude. we'll get you back on soon. Good yeah, to see you, Griff. Yeah. We'll see you, buddy. All righty, boys. We're buzzing along. I think the next one we got is uh, Bomber. 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 Are you doing an intro to this one? Who, me? Yeah, or do you want me to? I'll get the kid on. Okay. Oh, do I need to send him the link? I sent him the link. He has it. He should be joining. Boys, um, a little, I want to talk about something real quick before we bring Bomber on real quick. Uh, how about NHL putting logos on their jerseys for sponsorship ads? And yeah. I know, I know everyone saw the picture of Evander Kane. You know, them, I think a hockey collective put it out there. Swing and a miss. Did you know? Did you see what they put like as the logo, as his like the sponsor ad? MGM. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Bet MGM. Yeah. Bet MGM. I thought that was maybe awesome. it was like just a little shot at him. I'm sorry and excuse my language for everybody watching, but fuck that guy. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're betting <laughs> on your like that, yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Bomber, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Bomber. Finishing a thought. <laughs> I, I'm good? not a fan of it. I think it's going to make it look very, and I'm probably going to look for, like European. I mean, it's going to look very European and very tacky when like the NHL has always been very like traditional, very authentic, very like, you know, just kind of nose to the grindstone. And now, and now I feel like it's more of like selling out and I get it. It's more money. It's more revenue. It's more income. And at the end of the day, that's all it's about, but it's it started on their helmets. And now it's oh, man. I can dig the helmets. I don't mind the helmets, but like on the Jersey, I think we're crossing boundaries that should have been established. Like regardless, find, find other ways within the broadcast and the game to put ads in. don't put it on the jerseys. Well, bomber, welcome to the pod. Um, you just walked into our little talk about putting uh, sponsorships on the NHL jerseys. Do you have any any comment on that, or have you seen that coming out? Yeah, I kind of read that today, kind of with Dwyer on that, kind of tacky. Yeah. Um, I mean, but whatever, it's money in their pockets, right? So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think you it's look about good. recouping some of that revenue, man. <laughs> you look good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. No, just, uh, just coming along. Yeah. No, it's good. How are you guys? Well, we're, I'm doing well, gents. Oh, we're doing great. We're we're willing along here. Glad that you uh, can join up. us. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Where are you joining us from? I'm in uh, Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta, just like 15 minutes outside Edmonton. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, Bomber, I had the pleasure of playing with you. Like, I really for the first time this year, I played against you a handful of times. But uh, we 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 got you on the Conics fold, and we're very happy we did. Um, it was kind of your first time playing in like a year and a half, like two years, like like the tournament kind of circuit of things. Um, how was it with the new team? How how'd you feel? Yeah, no, like and you can be honest, you know, even though Dwyer's here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'll take this fly. hat off and I'll take the headphones off if you want. I mean, <laughs> that guy behind me sucks. Is Mike tuning in or what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if he knows what's good for him, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was awesome, man. Uh, no, a bunch of good guys like playing against you guys. Always, uh, always tough games, always battles. And uh, once you guys wanted me to come play, I was like, it's kind of a no brainer. You guys play a lot of the tournaments and got i mean introduced to a really good group of guys and it was it was a lot of fun was there any adjustment for you you know i think it was narcs was your first tournament with them was there any adjustment you had to you know do with any of the guys or did kind of just you know gel right away uh i think with like playing with purcell from border cats uh we kind of just had our own thing going on and then it was just reading off everybody i mean more or less it was just eating some shots for dwyer so he could get the best goalie right yeah, <laughs> I mean that's hey, what Connix uh, does best, though. Is get they it. do we get it now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, Connix they, eat. they are yeah. hungry every game. I was gonna say you also had some familiar faces with you. Um, you know, with Hendo, um, you had Rockman as well. So and Herder, right? So how much did that help having those uh, fellow Canadian boys with you? Yeah, it was it was kind of weird because we had like a total different team from Narch to Palmer Pro. And having those boys, you know, it's, you know, the familiarity and <clears throat> it's a lot easier for the guys to adjust to uh, um, hanging out with each other, being in the locker room, everybody, there's no like little clicks with like the boys. So it was awesome. And uh, I'm glad they could come because uh, getting across the border was kind of difficult with like the COVID tests and having to deal with all that stuff. So is, is that nice. something you can maybe give us a little insight on or some of the people that might not know like what you guys had to do to like actually get to come play roller. Um, can you give a little insight on that? Like what you guys had to do? Yeah. So we just had to do like a, a three day, like 72 hour COVID test, um, pay out of pocket for it and just have proof of it when you fly okay. and then through customs too. And then also on the way back. So like when we're in Cali had to do it and then also St. Louis had to do it on the way back too. So Jeez. kind of a pain when you get there for a few days and then like, you're looking forward to playing, but then that's also in the back of your mind. Like I got to find a spot where I can get a test. Yeah. So, kind of weird, but it's all good. Yeah. If like traveling for hockey wasn't hard enough with the bags and the <laughs> sticks, like, Oh, just throwing a couple COVID tests and the customs and geez, <laughs> kudos to you guys for making the trip. I mean, there's seriously you know, the only handful hey. of you, a handful Lover of you guys who were able to make it right. Like yeah. it's crazy. And I, I remember, you know, for talking to Hendo is my boy. So he was telling me he had to stay extra days and stuff like all sorts <laughs> of stuff. So he was like texting me like, pictures that's on barn st louis i was like dude be careful where you are in st louis dude <laughs> he's like now nah, i'm good i'm looking over my shoulders i don't think anybody would mess with hendo anyway he's a beast 
So what was it? What was it like playing on that steel mat rink with that steel mat puck? I know it's kind of a new thing from uh, what a lot of the roller tournaments have been using. What was your thoughts on that? No, it was fast. It was, it was really good. Like it, I mean, from what everybody else was saying too, is probably the best floor they've played on with that puck. So it kind of seemed like a little bit of ice hockey with the way the puck floated along the floor. Okay. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. How was that? How did you like that atmosphere? I mean, I felt like every game there was, you know, fans, you know, in the building and, uh, you know, getting to play on that main rink. How was that? Well, I know everybody was coming to watch the comics, boys. So it was always packed house for warmies a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it was good. It played was after like, Alkaline. Or yeah. Mars played a lot. We had a tough, we had a tough schedule to begin with. So we had all the top teams. So everybody wanted to come watch them, but then they're like, Oh, well, look at these comics boys. You know, oh, they got the so nice. I said, I said Nick, Nick, before the tournament, I said, what'd you do to Tim? to get this schedule like come on here yeah palm of black ice like ringster mud cats let's go 11 11 20 p.m uh practice time oh, thursday I night had that too. <laughs> we, we there... were on the we were like on our practice and we're like looking around we're like i don't think they're coming to this 11 20 slot because we were the 10 40 i was like all right well i guess with we the roadrunners kev or you guys they like combo you guys combine listen uh i saw a bomber and i was not happy that night because God love Nick. He didn't really communicate to Charlie and I exactly what he had wanted, what his plans were. I had coached all day. I think Charlie got in earlier that day and yeah, the Roadrunners had like not a lot of guys showing up. And so Nick was like, if you guys are here and you want to come skate, like come skate. And we had talked about doing power play stuff and everything like in the later practice but Charlie and I both went to like the 920 Roadrunners slot. Oh. <laughs> so when I got done practicing, I got out of the rink. I tried finding food and I could not find food for like an hour. I had to settle for QT, which is a gas station. I had to settle for a couple rollers. I'm in line after an hour of trying to find food and it's raining, I'm pretty sure. And Nick calls me and he's like, hey, like, are you or Charlie coming to the skate? And I was like, no, I asked you if I needed to come to the second skate, if I went to the first one and you told me you're a vet, you don't have to. Wasn't communicated to Charlie, I guess. So he's uh, calling me and I'm at QT checking out and trying to eat food for the first time in like six hours that day. And he's like, well, we need one of you here. So I haul ass over to the rink. I'm not far away, but I get over there and I walk in and lo and behold, God love him. Clay Taylor is helping the boys out and he's standing in that. The tendy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I'm kind of still like incensed. Like I, I've got a championship to play. It's a coach in the morning. Like what? Clay's here. Like, am I, am I needed? And I walked up to Nick. I'm like, what's the deal? And he's like, yeah, like got to get dressed. <laughs> god <laughs> so like i get dressed and, and all it is for like 40 minutes like by the time you get dressed 40 to 30 it's just power play i'm just doing power play and i'm just show. on the pk yeah. yes yes and then after like, and then it's like 10 to 12 minutes of like three on three and four on four and like rockman it's the first time i'm like formally meeting rockman he comes in, he's like hey what's up man good to see you how you doing i'm rockman i'm like yeah, i'm like blow on past your ears I'm like hey quick. man <laughs> dwyer 
Like <laughs> the attitude. I was pissed. Jeez, I was man. such a grumpy gillis. I texted like, the boys right after well, and said, Look, I'm sorry, I'm a Krabby Patty. I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> I gotta get up in the morning. And the boys loved it, but like legit, I was just like, I, I am sorry, but I was not planning on skating at eleven twenty and getting up at six thirty. So Yeah. I, I felt cat. bad. I felt yeah. bad. Bomber was like, What's up, bud? How are you? And I'm I hadn't seen Mac in a year and a half or a year. And Mac's like, what's up, Dweez? And I was just this freaking sourpuss. Okay, you'll get over it, I'm sure. So uh, I got over it quickly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Bom- Bomber. Sorry yeah, to this, take your line. We got him on to interview him, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, Bomber, you played in the uh, Anchor Cup this weekend, right? Yeah. So that's um, that's just a local um, tournament up in Canada. It was a, it was a prize too, right? It was for cash. Yeah, it was up in the Langley. Can you explain kind of what that is um, for some of the people that might not know what it what it was? I mean, there's some big names that were playing. Yeah, so I think last year, because of what was going on with COVID, um, it got organized and a bunch of guys came from Ontario. There was a Manitoba team. Um, this year, there was a Quebec team and more or less just a couple Vancouver, like the island with uh, Victoria and just basically like a, like a glorified men's league with a lot of good players and everybody gets to see each other and without having to go across in the States and play the other tournaments. So it was pretty, pretty cool. And it was awesome that it was organized again, cause it's a good time and take a few extra days, go with the girlfriend, go do some salmon fishing and go do some nice hikes on the ocean. So I mean like that, that stuff adds up too. Right. There we go. That's- yeah. That area is like beautiful from what I understand, like just woods and everything. Right. Well, Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Who was so uh, you? I was going to say, you played with like Garb and Herder, right? They were on your team? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then I had a quick question about this. I'm not sure if you can answer, but the team that won the Blazers, did they have five brothers on that team? Is yeah. Villiers, are they all brothers? They're, I'm positive they're all brothers, yeah. Holy crap. I thought like maybe one was a cousin at least. Like five brothers, and I think four of the five went to Trinity Western from what, what I was like looking up. So that's pretty wild that they had like five brothers on the same team. I just had to get that, like, you know, that air cleared there. <laughs> yeah. And they're good. They're good. Good set of brothers. And they, they were the, the team to beat. <laughs> I mean, you guys, like the- you guys had a stacked team though. I mean, you guys, your team was sick. How did you guys, how'd you guys lose them in the semis? I don't even know. Like <laughs> playing three games a day before. Like, that's true. That's true. Gas, going out for beers after. I don't know excuses, but yeah, no, it, they're they're a good team. It's. Uh, a, I mean, obviously, it's a pretty good tournament. Then there's a lot of talent. Yeah, it was. Every game was competitive. Like from pretty much the whole. The, there's like a younger team, and then even the team from Montreal was pretty competitive. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick. Um, do you, do you guys do anything fun out there with the boys other than, uh, I know you said you went salmon fishing. Do you guys do anything else out there? Uh, not much really. No, just kind of just hanging out, enjoying each other. Uh, just having some beers and some dinner after every night. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, it was just some of those hikes and the salmon fishing we went out to, uh, Port Renfrew. So it was just right on the coast and just unbelievable. Never been salmon fishing. So just reeling in a couple 30 pounders. It was nice. Ooh, I was just going to ask, like, what was the biggest fish caught? Do you know? I, they have like some huge halibut out there, but no, we just got, uh, we went out early in the morning before we had to leave and uh, caught a couple. So a couple 30 pounders. Did So is that in, on Vancouver then on, in Vancouver? That's on the Island, like near Victoria. 
Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's sick. That is so sick. Sounds Keep like up. we have to make an RDN trip out there once yeah. the, everything opens back up. I mean, absolutely. Just for like the atmosphere alone, it sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a cool spot. It's it's a nice nice thing to do when you're uh, playing roller hockey too. Absolutely. Is uh is is the North Shore Inline Hockey League is that close to you? Um, is that near you at all, or is that pretty far? That's that's in BC too. That's so in like, BC. Yeah, so I think they're like 40 minutes apart from each other. Okay. But I mean, they got like that Kent Johnson and Bedard playing in there too. So it's like if you got so many variety of like guys in one area, it's pretty crazy that there's like no team that's actually joined and kind of came to the States at one point. Like, yeah. Do you um have did you play in that league at all? Um, uh, or have you played in that league at all in the past? No, I haven't at all. It's kind of the first time I can like I knew it was there, but like it is with all these extra players playing in it that are like sick, obviously. Yeah. Um yeah, it'd be cool if they could come over and come to State Wars or do whatever. Yeah. No, that'd be sick. That'd be uh I mean, there's the talent out there, just like in that region where you guys are is just it's insane. I mean, it's just sick. So you said you're just outside of Edmonton, which is Alberta, right? And so yeah. Is, is it like a flight over to Vancouver? Is it a drive over to Vancouver? Yeah, like it's like an hour and a half flight. And like it was like a 14-hour drive. I think okay. that's what we did. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Nice. And you guys, well, I'm assuming you flew? Yeah, I flew this year. Last year we drove. Okay. Just kind of experience to take a whole little uh, little mini vacation. Oh, my God. I can only imagine driving pretty beautiful to like uh, – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Jasper and like that area. <sighs> And then coming into like the highway one, so like the Coca-Cola and all that stuff. Pretty sick. Let's go. You're yeah. just driving along like mountains and cliffs and like the oceans, like right there. And oh god. Kev wants to go. Imagine. Kev, yeah, yeah, Kev, I do. I want to right go now. to BC for a long time, man. That's, I want to go to BC for I was a long supposed time. to go in September. I'm so pissed. I was supposed to go out to BC ah, in September. That sucks. I'm sorry. Like everything going on there at the weight. Bomber, what was your favorite part of this summer? Um, you know, getting to finally come to the States and everything. Uh, I think it was Narch, like just getting to know the boys and meeting everybody. I think I had a really good time. Uh, just kind of took me with open arms. So it was pretty sweet. And like, obviously getting to travel for the first time in like a year and a half, that also was like, this is awesome. And then obviously Irvine rank is like whatever every Canadian kid thinks about roller hockey in the States or like outdoor ring kind of thing. Like, and I thought it was so sick. Cause it was my first time there. So oh, really? Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what was your thoughts on Irvine? Obviously you said it was the best part of the summer, but you, you like that rink. Yeah. I mean, other than like being blazing hot in the, the afternoon there, but the night was, I thought it was so wicked just yeah, yeah outside and like, just, you could just roll on right out the rink and out down to yeah. the road yeah it's, it's like it's just a crazy atmosphere like you'll always remember your first time at irvine right like you'll it, that's a, something that'll just like hold the place as corny as it sounds like in your heart like it's just how yeah, it is 100 all right now a quick question um and i don't know if you know the answer to this but are you guys planning is canada planning on playing in the world championships over in italy yeah yes they are and are you going or do you not know yet uh I don't know if I'm supposed to release any information yet. But oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair okay. enough. We'll leave it at that. You want to give like a little tip or like a little RDN? Like, no, Kev says no. <laughs> Kev's you like, can't. you're not even no, playing for Team can't. Canada. Like, like, you can't. No. You know what? Let like, me, let me just ask a question. Let me ask a question. Right. I'm not going to put it right. in. I might. 
Don't put him in a pretzel, man. He won't I have come seen, back. I will say I have seen a roster. I don't know if this roster is right. But if it is, are some of the names that we have been talking about on there? That's all you can say, yes or no. Uh, yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. Fair enough. That, that's all I need to know. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I, hey, we're break, breaking barriers yeah, here at RDM. Yeah, breaking news. We're live. Um, now I wanted people have said already. That's true. <laughs> I wanted to bring up. Um, we mentioned before you and Eric uh, played with the Border Cats. Uh, it was very, very shocking news to hear about Koleski. Um, I'm not sure how many years you played for the Border Cats. I, I never played for him. I crossed paths with him many times, and I know how important and how, you know, amazing and kind of like instrumental he was to Detroit and hockey and Michigan. Uh, with your time playing with the Border Cats and stuff, I mean, is there is there anything you can say about Matt or like any any like good stories to like remember him by or anything like that? Uh, I mean, yeah, like, what can I say? Like everybody said it, he's, he was one of the, the OGs of roller hockey. Right. And from my time knowing him and, um, you know, I went through some personal stuff and he would just call me out of the blue and that just kind of spoke to his character, how just amazing of a person he was and like how genuine he was. And I mean, his heart was just too big, you know, he couldn't uh, have any more love for everybody. So yeah, he was, uh, as most people know, he was an amazing person and, uh, he'll, he'll be missed for a long time. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better. The, uh, I thought it was pretty cool what they did at state wars, have that little decal at every red line of, uh, Kleski. So, um, and all the border cats, they changed their name to Kleski border cats. So I thought that was, uh, that was just, that was awesome. So, um, yeah. hats off to Tim and Greg for doing that at yeah. state wars too. So, um, uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. Um, boys, well, Bomber, thank you for joining. We're gonna have to get you back on here. Um, hopefully talk about some more things. Um I did think you know- so I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like we're just shortchanging a little bit. Did you go <laughs> did you go out with any of the boys in California or anything like that? Or were you just kind of like after the games in the hotel and stuff or yeah, I think we just kind of had that uh that little suite with like the Tui brothers and like Linder and okay. Yeah, and Aldridge. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. Like, we just hang out together, right, and get to know him that way. Yeah. Where was Aldi at Palma? Uh, he – Is that I think we'll have to bring – I think we'll have to bring him on for him to explain himself. <laughs> I, I think he's at a point where, like – All right, he, he can – we'll bring him know. on and we'll he's, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth or anything. Cool. But how cool was that bib that we had down down in the city <laughs> downtown? Loves I was just game. gonna mention that thing. Oh my gosh, the house of horrors. <laughs> well, let me hear let me hear your walkthrough of it as we walk in and stuff. I'd I'd love to hear Bomber's perspective. You know when like you know the, the girl or the guys running in a horror scene and they run into like a building and they're like looking for stuff and they go in and it's really creepy. That's kind of how we <laughs> We walked into it just the dark. Like, it was like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. Okay, and and, and boys, boys and girls listening, like like this is like downtown. This is like across the street from like the AB factory, the Anheuser Busch factory, like in St. Louis. 
And so a lot of people have a perception of St. Louis and it's like terrible. And the street we turn on, there's like, there's just truck yards. There's just semi truck yards. (laughs) And you basically are like driving to the river and you stop like a mile before the river. And it's just like this house, like this building that's got like two, three floors and last house on the left. Yeah, in a sense, last house on the right. Last house on the right. It's wild. I was gonna say, like, just since we're talking about places we stayed in St. Louis, the hotel we stayed at, for some reason, and at night they left all the rooms open. So I guess this is kind of a funny story. Like they would just leave all the rooms open. They like leave after they clean them. They would put like a hanger in the door. And the last night, I was like, "Screw it!" I just like took the hanger out and I just slept in a random room yeah. on the last on the last night by myself, so I didn't have to share a bed. What so, hotel were you in? Where were you at? We were in a Hilton. Yeah, or sorry, it was a Marriott. It was a Marriott near the airport. So in St. Louis. Yeah, in St. Louis, like we we're literally next to the airport. <laughs> so yeah, it was like bizarre. So I just you like just, you just had a like picking of what room you wanted to stay in that I, we were walking back this- up so it had like a pretty nice hotel bar and stuff and we we're walking up and i'm like seeing all these rooms open and i'm like screw it i'm just gonna hop in when i just like shut the door put the latch on in case like anybody tried coming in yeah got under the covers put some south park on just passed right out within 30 <laughs> seconds wow. that was it it was kind of like my last night since we were talking about places we stayed that were weird figured That's i had a while yeah it was bizarre man did you rob did you get to enjoy a happy hour at embassy I did not, but I got to enjoy Ameristar the last night. I didn't go to bed. Um, we went to Ameristar, played uh, played some blackjack at Ameristar, got super drunk, and then uh, made my flight in the morning, you know, straight from Ameristar. <laughs> That's a good equation. Yeah. No, it was great. It was phenomenal. Having fun the night before you leave and making your flight is like the best equation. You I've do. learned from Cody Bovee how to make my flights, how not to, I'd call him, but how to, I don't follow his rules, so... Well, and to Bombers, you know, what he's saying about, like, how, like, kind of crazy it was, like, once you got in certain spots, it wasn't as crazy. But, like, it is weird when you first walked in, it was, like, a keypad, and you got to open it up, and there's just, like, a black strip that, like, you follow. Is it, like, a huge loft, like, an industrial loft kind of thing? In a sense, like, a family owned it, I think, for, like, catering purposes and, like, maybe, like, a little bit of, like, a wedding hall. But then they also like lived on the third floor and they rented out like the second floor, which is where we were at. They were and like so, staying there. They tried to pull it through. Cool. Did they cool. make you like dinner <laughs> and like breakfast? No, no. These poor okay. Canadian guys like came in and they're like, what is this team doing to us? Yeah. Trying to, like, kidnap okay. us. So cool, coolest thing. And what's so funny is we didn't even utilize it. Coolest thing. You walk in. Once you get through like your black arrow and before you get up to like upstairs and stuff, there's like a game room. They had shuffleboard. They had a pool table. They had ping pong. I believe they had air hockey. And then outside of that area, and there's like a little bar there, but like nobody's there or anything. But like if we wanted to go play bartender, like we could. But it's like a little wedding hall type spot. And these boys, the first day, they found like one of those giant industrial fans, like one of those big fans. And so like one of the first messages I get is like, boys, we got like a, we got, we got an air out spot. And I was just like, okay, we'll see how this works. I bring my stuff in and 
sure as shit, like there is a giant fan and like a pool of hockey equipment laid out in front of the fan. And it was like, all right, like this is pretty dope. Like you don't stay at a bib and you've got a whole air, not just a room, like an Why don't area. You call it Airbnb. You just keep yeah. calling it. I was like, what is he calling it? <laughs> don't worry bib. about it. That's the lingo. I know. The bit. I know. I know. It's the rollerpedia. So then you lay your stuff out. You get done with your game after driving 35 minutes. It was a bit of a drive. You get done driving. You go throw your stuff in front of the fan. Then you come upstairs. And then you're in this like beautiful loft that had these floating beds that the boys took down from the floaters. They were getting seasick trying to sleep. It was a little weird. What do you mean? The like, kitchen. Like dude, they were just they yeah. were like like two feet off the ground and they're like hanging by like ropes and like a little like metal like sounds like a little weird like a hammock it's almost like a little bit sounds like a little like the place you're staying is a little weird now hanging it was really weird (laughs) leaving the last day and those beds were like up because the whole time i was there they were on the ground and the last day like they were put up and it was like okay that's a little different but the loft was sick bomber had his own room me Mac, no big deal. And Glover, <laughs> me, Mac, and Glover, we shared, we split the bunks. Tui had his own little rollout. I think Hendo did Hendo sleep in the closet? He was, was like, was like closet, yeah. <laughs> that Hendo is such slept. a Hendo move that he like vampired it in the closet. Dude, probably. he did. It was wild. I remember like <laughs> opening the closet and just kind of like scoping everything out, and it was like, I've, oh, I've ruined with Hendo before. It's like just supplements couple pieces of clothing and hendo <laughs> and that's it like the dude's got more supplements for three days than i've taken an entire 365 so we had uh we had a nice kitchen some boys had their own room i made a little meal the last night for the boys probably wasn't my best work but i just wanted to make a meal for the boys, awesome. so. it was better than uh purcell slamming back tacos for breakfast <laughs> purcell <laughs> What was he yeah, doing? Day one Friday. Bunching on tacos. Day one Friday, we went to the store and got got a bunch of stuff. And Purcell's like, let's just make tacos. And like, I bomber. Phelps would like, have loved that. No, yeah, he said he was his mouth was drooling when he read the group text. But like, bomber and Hendo and Rockman were like, <laughs> tacos, like ground, like greasy ground beef, like. And Purcell just. Purcell and I, sorry, we just crushed some tacos and I took a little like siesta and these guys were like, let's go, you know, we're ready to go. But it was, it was great. It was a great interaction. Everybody had plenty of elbow room and space. The the Airbnb was like, I think, I think one of the best parts of the tournament, honestly, for our group, like it was awesome. It was awesome. It was, it was fun at the end. Yeah. Just creepy the first night and you didn't know what was going on. And then, you know, the 6am drilling into the wall, but uh, the construction going on. <laughs> Wait, this this needs its own podcast. This place, this house <laughs> this, of horrors. Like house just keeps getting crazier we, and crazier. Yeah, Both like beds. Like, they, <laughs> Rob, you need to grab like the last house on the left movie trailer poster <laughs> and like Fames. crop everyone's face in there, just like I different should. areas, because that's what it sounds like. This is wild. Man, that's funny. That's hilarious. That's awesome. All right, boys. Well, bomber. Thank you again for joining. This has turned into actually a pretty hilarious ending to the pod. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining. We'll have to get you back on, talk about, about some more stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was good to talk to you and see some Canadians and uh, playing some 
Palma Pro and Narch again. It was nice to see your faces and uh, see you guys will. And I got to say, Connex, you guys looked good. You guys looked better than you guys have probably the last five years. And I think attests to the couple additions you guys got. So um, it was cool to see you willing again down here. Yeah, no, I appreciate everything. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Everybody loves it. You're growing the game pretty good. So we love it up here. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, boys. We appreciate that, man. Thank have you, man. Night. Thanks for coming on, dude. Palmer, best to your family, bud. Good to see you. Thanks. Thanks, see boys. You, All right, boys. Well, that's the uh, that's the last guest. That that was that was actually pretty Kev. Like you being on Bomber's team, like just made that so much more funny Kev. because <laughs> I think he was a little reserved. I didn't want to like completely take over, but he wasn't like going into detail, and I was just like. All right, I'll just walk everybody through like how this yeah, is. He's such a was. humble guy in general. I, he is. He I is. don't know how many times you told me at the tournament, just called it the bib, and we weren't even talking about anything. Yeah, the bib. The bib. I think you just wanted to say the bib more than you wanted to say anything. <laughs> you just want to say the word the I, bib. I'm pretty – I got to give credit where credit's due. I think that's Tommy Tui. Tommy Tui. I was Tommy, say, Tommy. And, and a couple of the boys let's, that started. Let's, well, it's the, one of the other words that he's kind of like he came up with. What's the other one? Uh, um, I mean, not like came up with, but he kind of just like kept putting in the roller world, you know, like people started using it more. Then he, uh, the, good roller? The lot, good roller. The lot. Um, the lot. <laughs> the lot's pretty well known these yeah, days. Go roller um, good, good roller for sure. That's an um, idea. <laughs> and then, you know, you just got to be like – close to the boys and on the squad to hear like nicknames of other teams. That's just it's a little play on words and it's funny. We'll get him to gonna... come in for that. Yeah. 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 All right, boys. Well, <laughs> sure. Hey, this was our live, first live show. Yeah. Me first too, live show. Oh, boys, on, fellas. Um, boys got you... some nooners. I haven't seen them take a drink of them for an hour or so. <laughs> well, I've been drinking them the whole time. Thank you to the, I think there's 10 people watching now. But thank you to everyone that has watched our first, you know, kind of video version. Would love the feedback, you know, send us a DM, let us know what you think. Uh, we're going to be doing this weekly. This is going to be a Tuesday night weekly thing at 6 p.m. We're going to try to do, um, you know, just kind of bring you a video version. We'll also try to include, you know, videos like, you know, share our screen so you guys can see YouTube videos and everything. So just want to say I really appreciate it, everyone that has tuned in and watched this. You know, thanks to our sponsors. Um, we wouldn't be where we were without them. Candidates. Candidates. Here we go. Fuel Hunt. Fuel Hunt. And Mars Blade. Um, check them all out. And, you know, shout out to them, too, for, you know, all the support they give us and the support they give the roller world. So, um, yeah. And and thanks to uh, for Rob for hopping on last minute. Griff and, uh, and Bomber as well. That was, that was definitely yeah. unexpected with the Rob thing, which turned yeah. out being awesome, too. So. Well, we're going to get Perry and George Brown on here next week as well, too. They just had some technical difficulties. Knuckleheads. Uh, <laughs> we join it, but Perry need, and uh, need George on here. Yeah, George called it. He said, I'll see you guys back on the podcast as a horse pro champion. And sure enough, we'll see you. So, um, we'll see you next week, boys. See ya.